Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> I laugh. I laugh because we just um, ran around our ass to get to our elbow to get on on the air tonight, right? Because we we were so excited about coming back. We don't even have music. We don't even have an opening. We don't even have anything really. And and according to the and according to Blog Talk, we live in Colorado because we logged on and it said show is scheduled to start in two hours and eleven minutes. I'm like, no, I'm in bed at two hours and eleven minutes. <laughs> two hours and eleven minutes, my man. I would be just cutting more wood than you even know. And and, and that's not out in my uh, my yard. That's sleeping. But that was um, that was the most interesting fifteen minutes of my entire life. But here we go. So we are back. Um, I am London. Next week we will have music and an intro. And I'm I'm hoping anyway, we will be um, regular people again here on the air and back in your your life. We're not going to have any any fun um, bumpers or anything like that for a little while. But um, I'll tell you what, I'm going to give you everything I got. Uh, we're back, Mr. Santos. How are you, my man? How are I'm, you? I, I'm doing pretty darn well, man. How are you? Uh, you know what? It's been a long time. I, you know, I signed in. I signed in tonight, and, um, you know, I was, you know, we set everything up, and, you know, we kind of went astray for a little bit. And I looked at my book, because I, I have, a, um, you know, a spiral notebook that I keep all of our shows in, and... um the last show we did was on June 27th. You believe that? It it sure feels like it. I feel pretty rusty right now. Yeah, I mean, we're, you know, three and a half months out. So, you know what? It doesn't matter. Um, tonight is a I, – I, I wish I at least had Welcome Back Cotter, um, that, that song. <laughs> Welcome Back. You know that one? Um, oh, yeah. I hear you. But, um, <laughs> listen, man, we – we got a lot of shit to catch up on, right? We have, holy Christ, I don't even know where to begin. We're we're in the um, um, the playoffs of baseball. We're four weeks into the NFL season. Um, we've been through WrestleMania. We've been through um, SummerSlam. Um, tons of WWE stuff. We've gone through. Um, uh, I mean, LeBron James has signed with the Lakers. I mean, should we just shut shut the joint down now, or what, what should we do? Um, we, I, I think, I think we just go with most current and just work backwards. Yeah, I, th- I, I think tonight's going to be just like a um, catch up. <laughs> yeah, catch up. We'll I do, like catch up. I mean, I'm a big fan, man. So yeah, I like next week we'll do what we don't do today. That's about it. Yeah. But honestly, we're also going to do a shut up and listen. So I'm assuming, I'm hoping, anyway, you have a shut up and listen, because I do. Um, yeah, I do. We're going to do, we're always going to do a catch up. I, I think the name of the first segment we do every week is going to be a catch up with the fat man and his buddy. I think that's the way we're going to do it. <laughs> okay. How you been, brother? What's new? 
Honestly, um, not much. Not much. Not much. Um, we haven't been on the, the air only, for the only, since the only, June twenty seventh. I know. Isn't that sad? I'm sitting here actually thinking. Yeah, I really don't have much new to report. That's pretty bad. Um, well, you live my life, then, brother. Hang on, I gotta sh- listen before you speak. I I gotta shut this um, fan off over my head because it's driving me crazy. I can hear just. It sounds like a chopper in my ear. Can you hear it? <laughs> I do. It's, it does sound like the beginning of uh, some war movie. Yeah, exactly. I, f- I feel like Chuck Norris is going to jump out and like try to save some um, Asian man from like, spikes or something. Give me three seconds. Okay. That's Good Lord. <laughs> You have no idea how loud that sounded, and it was only on the lowest level. I mean, it sounded so poor. You know, it's been so goddamn long, I don't even know what, you know, how to get my room set up anymore. Jeez Louise. Yeah, we, uh, you know, like we said earlier, scrambling up to the gun. I don't have anything set up in here right now, so it's going to be, as I'm looking at the clock tick down right now, it's going to be a long hour and 54 minutes and 45 seconds. And I'm going to love every minute of it because we're going to just, you know what we're going to do? We're going to talk about stuff that we enjoy. We're going to talk about each other. We're going to talk about our families. We're going to talk about funny stories. We're going to talk about wrestling and baseball and football and and hockey coming up and basketball on the horizon. And we're going to have a good time doing it, dude. Oh, I know. I know. No doubt about it. So, anyway... I got to be honest with you. I'm going to tell you a little bit of how my day and my week has been going. Um, I've been looking real, real forward to getting back on this microphone. Um, I work the shittiest job on planet Earth, um, but I, you know, understanding and, and knowing that we're going to start being back on the air like breaks up my monotony. So thank you to whoever, whomever has followed us back to the airwaves. Um, I am, I'm, I'm really, really pumped to be back. So I guess that's all I have. I'm just like kind of excited. I'm kind of like giddy. Like the first time we ever did it. I remember the first, the very first episode you and I ever did, I was sitting in my bed um, and I had my little headphones in and it was like, you know, like a tin can, like talking through a string. And this is, you know, I mean, that was shit. That was, that was, was a long time 18, ago. I want to bet that was four years ago. 2014, no, maybe. No, it wasn't that long ago. Are you sure? 2015 um, then? At At the earliest 16, at the earliest. Okay. I, I mean, we, I, I, yeah, I trust everything you, you say to me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I can, I can sell you some snake oil. Well, hey, listen, I don't have a lot of money, but I'm giving it to you if I do. Okay. Sounds good <laughs> to me. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> listen, I, I, without further ado, I mean, we got shit to talk about, right? I mean, we got a ton. We have to have a ton of shit to talk about. Oh, yeah. I mean, football has started. Um, you know, we went through a four-week suspension with Julian Edelman. He's back, 
this week, man. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the WWE. Of course, we're going to talk about hockey and the Buffalo Sabres making Jack Eichel their their <laughs> captain. Um, we're going to talk about the uh, the Boston Celtics. We're going to talk about you know baseball playoffs. Holy smazoli! I mean, let's let's get into it, man. Let's get into it. What is um, so where do you want to go? Do you want to start with football? Rest, well, we're not going to start with wrestling. Let's, because... let's, let's, let's knock out. Let's knock out. Uh, let's just knock out football real quick. I say real quick. We'll be on it for an hour and a half. But yeah, well, exactly. Well, see, that's the problem. Um, well, I, I, I am going to require you to do something. You don't even know this. Um, oh, fantastic! I love these. I was, yeah, this is the best, right? Um, I am going to require you to. We're going to do like a pick 'em. Every week, not against okay. the spread, straight up. Um, I have the schedules in front of me. Um, just pick them, and we're gonna see at the end of the year how we did. Okay. Um, if you know anything about me, if you've followed our show, <laughs> and Santos can tell you, um, whatever I say, you absolutely bet. Your mortgage and every your children and everything every about you that you own, that's the opposite against me, right? I'm the opposite. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how I've made my millions. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I retired at 26. <laughs> so we're gonna do that. I think that'll be fun every week. You know, we're only week. We're coming up on week five, right? Yep, week five. Um, New England plays Indianapolis at home this weekend. That'll be, um, and we're, you know, we'll get into that a little bit later. Tomorrow night. Tomorrow night? Oh, shit, tomorrow is Thursday, isn't it? Yes, sir. Man. Man, without you in my life, Mr. Santos, on the radio, my life is. I would have missed the Patriots game. Anyway, let's start. Where are we going to start? We're going to start with the NFL, right? Should we start oh, with baseball? Gosh. Honestly, should we just start with baseball? Because it's going to take us 10 minutes. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, the Red Sox are going to win the World Series on the football. <laughs> wow. That's even, that's even a, a little bit more crazier of a take than what I have. Okay. <laughs> what do you got? I mean, honestly, um, Here's my take. Here's my take on Major League Baseball. I'm a Mets fan. Um, I was mathematically <laughs> eliminated in May, um, yep. June, I guess. Um, however, I I love baseball. Everybody knows that. That follows you and I. Um, I I enjoy it. I I follow. I don't even care, man. I watch, you know, the A's versus, you know. Um, for Christ's sake, um, Seattle. I don't care. I watch whoever. Um, I like to collect baseball cards. I'm no good at that either. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So really true. Last night's game kind of floored me a little bit. Last night's game, meaning Milwaukee, uh, the Brewers versus the Cubs. Um, I really that would have been the that would have been the Rockies versus the Cubs. By the way, Mister Baseball I'm, Guy. 
Oh, Jesus. See, I'm such a douche. Um, I meant the Rockies because I I was thinking about the, the, the game you and I play because I have a lot of Christian Yelich. But anyway, um, guess who I bet on last night? Uh, the Cubs. 100%. <laughs> True story. There's a shocker. Um, there is a that, soccer right there. I am going to keep my, my bets for the year. And, like, we're going to – we'll just talk about them every week. Yeah, that's, that's fine. Or you can – or we can play a game every week that you just ask, this is the game that I bet on. I'll look and see who won and lost, and then I'll tell you who you picked. <laughs> like, I'll tell you my bet, and then we'll just – See what it looks like. That'll work. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, really, truly, I think the the World Series champion comes out of um, the American League without shadow of a doubt. Um, yeah. Houston, um, Boston, um, do I dare say the Yankees? Probably not. Probably going to lose here um, in the, this upcoming series. But, I mean, really, truly – the World Series champ comes comes out of the American League, correct? It would be hard to see any National League team, the way that the season has gone, beating any any of the top three big boys from the American League. That's that's for sure. Um, who's your third big boy? Not the Yankees, right? No, it's, it's, I'm thinking Red Sox and then whoever wins the, the Houston and Cleveland Series. You know, I think – you know, just because they've been there in the last few years, you know, I think Cleveland's legitimate. But I, I honestly think that the final game or the final ALCS is going to come down to Boston and and Houston. I mean, I really think that that's what's going to happen. I, and, and then whoever comes out of there. And it just turns into whoever, whoever wins that. It's probably going to go seven. Just because it seems like whenever they've played their two head-to-head series this year. Keep talking. It always seemed like Houston would win the first one or two games, and then the Red Sox would win the next one or two games, and they just kind of flip flop back and forth. So it's going to be, you know, I just think it's going to come down to those two teams. You know, who can, you know, can the Red Sox get the better of the Houston pitching, and can the Red Sox pitching, you know, keep them keep them or hanging close, you know, for the bats to come around against the Houston pitching. You know, let's let's not look ahead. I mean, uh, you know, Cleveland is just one of those teams. I think I said it a couple years ago. Whenever they were playing the Cubs in the World Series, you know that they're they're good, but they were like that young team that didn't even realize that that they were supposed to be or that they weren't supposed to be good yet. You right. know what I mean? So it's, it's kind of no, surprising that they that they went did, you know did as well as they did that year. They went seven with the Cubs. But, you know, now that team is kind of, you know, you know, beating on the door, letting you know that they're there. I mean, Lindor is freaking stud. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, then they have, a, you know, the other bats, the – I forget what his name is, the third baseman there that's, you know, knocking the ball out of the park all over the place. And we got Encarnacion, DH in first base, and then the pitching staff is still – just as good now as they were three years ago. So that's, that's going to be, that's going to be a good series. I think the Houston and Cleveland series as a whole. 
just with all of the, the star power that you've got there. And to be honest with you, I think coming up, you know, after that series, there's going to be a lot of, I, you know, it's going to go seven. I mean, let's not kid ourselves, right? I mean, we're not, we're not going to get blowout after blowout, or we're not going to get like, you know, four game sweep. Um, so we're going to get into the American League Championship Series with what? You know, run down, depleted, whomever um, against Boston. Well, it really just depends on what, what Boston ends up doing. I mean, sometimes, you know, just with all of the games of theirs that I've seen, you know, sometimes they look pretty darn good as far as, you know, pitching and hitting, you know, kind of, you know, both they're both on. But then, you know, the pitching can be a little lackluster at times, and the hitters, I think, try to overcompensate for it. And then it's just not, it's not good for anybody. So I'd be interested to see what, uh, you know, A, who the Red Sox end up playing. The last I saw, the Yankees were already up 2 nothing over the A's and their, you know, starting pitcher by committee, which I think is absolutely ridiculous for a one-game wild-card play-in game. Um, but, you know, that's what, that's what they're deciding to do. I don't really get it. So we'll just have to wait and see, you know, how this game turns out. I think that, you know, personally, I would rather have the Red Sox play the A's just because I think having them, you know, going up against the Yankees on a big stage right now, probably probably going to cause more jitters than going up against the A's, even though the A's have, you know, the best home run hitter in the American League and a bunch of other guys with some pop. But I just look at it as when you go into a, like I said before, you go into a one one game wild card play in game almost, you know, where it's a game seven with bullpen by committee from start to end. What's that tell you? To me, that just tells me that you don't have anybody good enough to be as your starting pitcher. So hmm. that's that's kind of my thought. I'm jotting this down because now I need to look into it. <laughs> Damn it. See, this is why I didn't want to be on the air for the longest time. Because I was really like, oh, cool, I'll come home from work and just kind of relax and lay down and let my brain rest. Now I want to get on here and you tell me shit like this. Now I have to go back and I have to, to beat myself up because I, I, well, I'm a stat geek for baseball. So, and I know how much you love us stat geeks. Um, oh, the, the worst. I know the you worst. love the war. Worst stat ever. I actually heard uh, people still talking about. It is the worst stat ever, by the way. Even though, even though now Mike Trout has finished the year second behind Mookie Betts in the war stat, and he missed, what, three weeks? He's Betts, stat- yes. Heard, no, 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 no. Betts didn't miss three weeks. Trout missed like two or three weeks, a couple of months. No, ago. I know. That's what I'm saying. Behind bats, I, I meant to say. I'm sorry. But these stat nerds are still trying to tell people Mike Trout is the MVP. It, 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 you know, I'm, I must be not watching baseball because, like the like these other guys are, because that's ridiculous. And you can't 
seriously, sit there, anybody can't sit there and tell me that Mike Trout is the American League most valuable player over anybody. The dude finished second in the one stat that baseball, you know, nerd people created for him to win the award every year. He came in second. So don't you dare now tell me that, oh, well, that's just a metric. And, um, yeah, let me let me pull out my calculator and I'll graph it for you that Mike Trout is still the better um, baseball player and the most viable player. Get out. You will get no um, argument from me. Uh, Mookie Betts wins um, the American League MVP for me. Who wins the National League MVP for you? I got to go Christian Yelich. Of course you do. <laughs> of course because everybody does, right? The guy must be a triple the, crown the, winner. That was the best. That was the best pick in your baseball fantasy league. The best. Thanks, brother. Well, I told you to pick them. Just well, I don't know if you really did. <laughs> Damn, I think you did, too. You son of a bitch. Can I just have one, please? Yes. <laughs> I got to be honest with you. I won um, four weeks all season. I won two regular season, two playoff. I finished ninth with the worst record in the league. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, good Lord. Gotta love it. it. Um, You know, we got some people moving away or getting fired or whatever in baseball. We'll we'll talk more baseball as the the off-season and the winter, you know, finger quotes, winter meetings come about. Um, You know, tonight may not be the night to talk uh, baseball. I mean, we're going into the playoffs for sure. I think, you know, next week we'll get into the American League Series, the National League, you know, Championship Series, because, you know, we'll know by then where we're at. Um, you know, in the weeks following, we got the World Series coming up. And it, 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 I'm a Mets fan, dude. I'm a Mets, so I'm a Mets fan, I guess I should say. Yeah. So yeah. the biggest the biggest highlight for you guys this year was what paying Bobby Bonilla again. You know what, dude? And then, uh, and then David Wright and David Wright like limping off the field there at the end. Did, did you watch that? Can can I just? <laughs> no, you did it. See, you brought the floor, that up. The floor, no, I'm gonna. The floor is yours. So, if you follow both. Santos and I on Facebook, you know that I don't truly believe David Wright is the second best Met ever, right? I mean, we, you know, we've had um, Mike Piazza. We've had um, Nolan Ryan. I don't know if you guys have ever heard that, but um, so we all, we meaning Mets fan, just jumps on this David Wright bandwagon. Um, listen, I appreciate and love the fact that this guy, you know, has he has a great resume. He had a great resume. He missed over 800 days with wow. injury. Over 800 days. That's almost three years that he hasn't been on the field. 
And the Mets just extend him. Like he finally become even this year, even this year. I'm so angry at this. You know, and I fight with my buddies who are Mets fans. I fight with my buddies who are not Mets fans. Listen, I am not saying that David Wright is not a great Met or or a um, a lovable Met. I don't think he's the greatest, man. I don't think he's the second greatest. I think that he is viable. I think he is... Um, just average to me, man. For three years, I haven't seen this man hit. Yeah, great. So he was all this stuff, you know, three years ago. Right. Uh, you know, I mean, he hasn't been consistent. He has, he's been off the field for a long time. And, you know, he's always been our captain, you know, well, not always, but like since 2003, I would say, no, 2005, 2005. Uh, so he's better captain. Okay, I get that. You know, he missed some time early. He, he's injury prone. You know, he's a six-time all-star. He's a three-time um, um, Silver Slugger Award winner. He, you know, he, the the guy mashes. The guy probably a Wall of Fame player, but... And I didn't say Hall of Fame. I said Wall of Fame. Mets Wall of Fame. Retired number. And do you know that the New York Mets have not retired Gary Carter's number? You motherfuckers. Um, I I just don't think David Wright is it. Anyway, let's not talk about the Mets anymore. Let's get on to something else that's that makes me at least a little bit happy. Let's get on to, like, food or something. <laughs> <laughs> but do, honestly, just, let me ask this just real quick: David Wright, second or third best Met ever? Just think randomly of the Mets, second or third best ever. Uh, no, no. <laughs> That's all I needed to hear. I mean, where do you where do you put Degrom on that list? Because Degrom's been there for how long now? Um, and he's and he's three and a half seasons. Been, oh, that's it. No, well, he's like been solid. Seasons. He's been he's been solid the whole time he's been there. And that's I guess the only thing with David Wright that you can you know that Mets Mets fans can kind of just point at is that he never left. And 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 that is and that is because he's been hurt and banged up. And I was going to say, would you leave if the, always, if they're hurt? No, I mean, absolutely for not. Fuck's sake, if you're going to be injured, yeah, I, I hear you. But no, I if you're going to be injured or like a shitty ball player and you want to go somewhere, you don't go to the Mets. I.e., Bobby Bonilla. Yeah, Bobby. But let's not let's not just stop there. No, they they took Jason Bay too. Yes. Yes. Jason Bay, a, a washed-up uh, post-surgery Pedro Martinez, and yeah, he Carlos was, Beltran, uh, or Carlos, yeah. yeah, Carlos Beltran. Yeah. You know, but but they 
but you're right. I mean, if, if that, that's the problem with baseball, in my opinion, is that people just don't stay anywhere. You know, they're always – and it's just because that's, that's – I mean, all sports have become like that. I mean, look at all the stuff going on in football. You know, people, people wanting to hold out and not play because they want, they want a different deal. Well, I kind of see where they're coming from, but then again, you know, play, play under your deal. You know, they just, there's so many different outs, you know, for these, for these athletes. And then you look at baseball, you know, then they have like club options. They have player options. They have, you know, not so much incentives as they do in football, but I mean, it gets a little crazy whenever you're listening to them talk about all these contracts now. And if you can find a team, you know, unfortunately in your case, it's your team, you know, the Mets that are just going to throw silly money at people that who, you know, don't live up to it or probably weren't expected to live up to it. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know what you can do. But David Wright, I mean, absolutely. If he's hurt, banged up, not on the field the majority of the time and under contract for as long as he has been, then heck yeah, I'm staying there. 800 days he hasn't played a, yeah. a game. Yeah, that's... That's unreal when you put it that. I didn't realize there was that many, but I know he's 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 been banged up for quite a while. Yeah, and, you know, I don't follow the Mets as much as I used to because, you know, the Will Ponds, you know, made us a laughing stock. They were part of that Ponzi scheme, the the Bernie Madoff Ponzi scheme and they were they were, you know, they were part of they're the laughing stock of the baseball family, the 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 Wilpon. Right. Right. Um, so they sell the team, and you know we we still every year July one we still give one point six four million dollars to Bobby Bonilla. You know it's you know every year, man, and now I now I'm just miserable. Really, do we need to do this? God damn you. Not you, meaning not meaning you, Santos. Meaning you, you New York Mets son of a bitch. Anyway, let's move on to the <laughs> the the New England Patriots and damn NFL, which ugh, is not any better for me. <laughs> I guess Well it should should be. Well, I gotta deal with the, the world ponds and then I gotta deal with um uh, um, Roger Goodell. I mean, w- which is worse? It's six of one, half a dozen of the other. <laughs> well, let's be honest. When was the last time you saw or heard Roger Goodell say anything? Silence. That's basically well, my point. I I haven't yeah. seen him since he was out there for the NFL draft back in April. Yeah, and you know you're what? Absolutely That's good. right. And that's good. That's the way it should be. I don't need to see him up there mumbling and bumbling and stumbling, as Chris Berman used to say, or rumbling, I guess he threw in there. I'm not going that far, but, you know, over some stupid rules or some, you know, Jedi mind trick to make people try to think the way that he thinks, like other people that, you know, run the country, but you know how it goes. Anyways, it's good. I don't want to hear them. I, you know, just hide in your, hide in your mansion, hide in your office. You know, I don't really care. Just go away. 
that's kind of that's that's the way I like it. You could, know, could, more more attention on the games and not on any off the, off the field garbage that he just brings. Could we be so lucky that he's dead? <laughs> well, that would be. I guess for some people, that might be a positive, but I'm not saying if I'm one of them or not. Can I can I surmise? No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's you know, so you get him out of the way, you know, if you look at all the games going on, it's like I know it's only been four weeks. It's your wife. Tell your wife to stop sending you text messages during the show. <laughs> I guess I didn't have my phone on. Delete or silent. Delete. I am sorry. Wow. Um, but you know, after four weeks, the only things that are kind of certain right now in the NFL that the the Rams are pretty good. The Rams are very best, good, by the way. The best, hey, let me just ask you a quick question. If you were in a fantasy football league and you um, picked up Jared Goff, let's say last week, um, would you pay him? Would I? Would I now? Absolutely. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm the worst. You got yourself into the worst fantasy football team. <laughs> In the world, I'm shit. They suck. They absolutely suck. The Rams are very good. P.S. Yeah, yeah, they're probably right now. They're the class of the the whole the whole league. Not far behind them right now. You got Kansas City, but I'm I you know they're good. I mean, I'm not taking anything away from them. I said this today to a couple of people. I said, let's just pump the brakes a little bit on Kansas City. They, they're young. Uh, obviously, Patrick Mahomes, second year in the league. He was a rookie, sat, you know, sat on the bench with the clipboard all last year. Let's just wait. I mean, everybody went all gaga over, like, RG3 and the Wildcat and – you know, I think the whole run-pass option thing, you know, people are starting to get the hang of that a little bit. Let's just wait a little bit because eventually, and it might not totally be agree. this year, it could possibly be next year after teams, you know, get to see what this, this kid's doing and then they start drafting accordingly. You know, kind of like how the all the teams in the AFC East have been doing for the last 18, 19 years trying to catch up with the Patriots and just haven't. You know, maybe some of these other teams in their division or even in the AFC can draft some, you know, players that can kind of counter what Kansas City's trying to do. So, you know, they'll probably do well this year. They'll, I mean, obviously, it looks like they're a shoe-in to get into the playoffs right now. Um, they go, this week they go up against Jacksonville. I, I kind of want to see what, what Jacksonville team is going to show up. Is it going to be the team that made the Patriots look like, did, like they didn't even belong on the same field like two, three weeks ago? I guess it would have been, well, week two. 
but then week three lost at home to Tennessee nine to six, you know, calling Blake Bortles um, show up this week. I want to see how, I want to see how you can do. Yeah, no, I was waiting for you to continue because I totally agree because, you know, every damn week, man, I mean, Um, Jacksonville is not really on my radar. Really, the cream of the crop, especially when um, Fournette is out. He's out this week again. You know, so he they was. Beat the, they beat the Patriots without him. Yeah, but. Uh huh. <laughs> waiting, waiting for bullcrap comeback. Come on. Are they that good, though, you think, or no? If, if Bortles shows up, they, they're pretty good. If you, get, if you get the, you know, the shitty Blake Bortles, then they don't stand a chance. I mean, it's just like any other, de- it's like, it's like any other team. You know, both, both the offense and defense have to complement each other. And I think that's what's going to happen to the Chiefs here coming up, is that they just get out to such a hot start that their defense gets worn out by the end of the game. I mean, look at that game week, game week two against the Steelers. They were up like 20 to, was it like 21 or 20 to nothing. And then the Steelers came back and tied it at the half. And it was a neck and neck game. I, I think the final was like 42 to 35 or something like that. But I mean, it was a, it was a track meet. And then both, and both of the defenses just got gassed. And I think, you know, you you can put up some points on 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 uh, Kansas City's defense. You just have to kind of keep them from from scoring a couple of times. And I mean, look, they, they you know they barely got out of Denver. That's and Denver's exactly. all, and Denver's all, and Denver's offense isn't that great. So, I just, I just, you know, I think if one or two people on that defense go down for Kansas City, you know, they may be in trouble. Because right now they're just, they're just outscoring people and hanging on. But well, if you're, uh, if you're a card collector, you love seeing Kansas City right now as they are, because Blake or uh, Patrick Mahomes was the hot card last year, catching up this year with him you know, with himself, basically, and, you know, doing his thing, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see how it goes, man. I mean, it's, you know, like I said, I think we need to kind of just, you know. I love, love what you it, said, you know, pump, love, love, the love the, get, or pump the brake on yeah, love, Kansas love City. The Chiefs, love the Chiefs now because, you know, once everybody else kind of figures them out, it could it could look it could look a heck of a lot different. I know that the Patriots play them next week. It's a Sunday night game, so I, I'm kind of interested to see how uh, how that goes. So we have the Colts tomorrow. We meaning the the Patriots, obviously. Yeah, That's correct, what we talk correct. about. We and us, and you know everybody else is them. Um, we right. are Patriots. Um, so we have the Colts tomorrow, and um, the Chiefs next Sunday. Yeah, Sunday night. So let's 
Yep, a week from Sunday. So, you know, the good thing is, is that, you know, even though they're coming off a short week this week, they get to play the Colts. Um, Let's face it. Andrew Luck, even though I heard a stat, the Colts are leading the team or leading the NFL in third down conversions right now. It's, they have a lot of like third and shorts. Uh, Andrew Luck is, has looked very poor throwing the ball down the field deep. Like, like he used to. Um, some have even compared it to Peyton Manning the last year that he played. Just how bad he was throwing the ball long. With this arm, well, I guess Peyton Manning was a neck. This is a shoulder. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I am. I know T.Y. Hilton is a little banged up. I think he's he's questionable to play. Um, if he doesn't play, I don't I don't know how the I don't know how the Colts win there and put up a whole heck of a lot of points. But but then again, I also thought the Patriots would beat the would beat Detroit. So who knows? And that's what I was going to say earlier with, with the NFL. It's like there are a lot of teams, especially if you pick the games every week, which I do for work, there's a lot of teams that are just so damn confusing. Like you don't know you – don't, like, like Jacksonville, for example, like we said, you know, it's one of those things. The defense is basically there every game. It just depends on the offense. If, you know, if Blake Bortles can move the ball and put – and put two, you know, ten to ten to twenty points on the board. They should legitimately win. The one game they lost, they scored six, and they only gave up nine. <laughs> you know, then you have, you know, then you have Minnesota. Who is it safe to say that that Minnesota loss to Buffalo? They clearly were looking ahead to the Rams. Because they got absolutely embarrassed at home by the Bills, who didn't score a point. I don't think. I think they got shut out by Green Bay, right? Uh, I think. I think they lost like twenty-two uh, to nothing. Was it nothing, or did they get like a field goal? I don't. I don't remember. See, I don't remember for some reason. See, because that's the Bills' mo. Yeah. See, that's the Bills' mo. They will get just absolutely waxed, and at the last like three minutes, they're going to put together a field goal. Yeah. I, but either I, way, I mean, we, don't, we all know that that's kind of just, eh, you know, kind of, I, I, what's the word I'm looking for? It's basically like a gimme points. No, no, I agree. Let's see if I can find. Wow. So let's, let's talk just a little bit about, um, you know, this week um, as a whole, I, I, I think we should do a Santos in London, like pick them challenge or something like a, like a weekly, I don't know, like a, well, how do you, like how do you want to do it? How do you want to do it? Like just pick three games. Do we have to pick the same ones. Do we have to pick different ones. Um, I, I don't care. You decide. <laughs> okay, I'm looking through the games right now. So let's just. So we're not doing. It's a straight up, right? Oh yeah, not against the spread. Jesus Christ, I've already lost enough money. 
So I have a feeling tomorrow night's game, we're both picking the Patriots. We'll just go straight down because I really, I, on a couple of these, I don't know. Um, Titans at Bills. So are we doing the entire week? Dude, I don't know. You can't spring stuff like this on me and then expect me to come up with a plan halfway through a show. I say. Why don't we just, why don't, why don't we just start this next week? We'll, we'll think of something and we'll do it next week. Okay. I'm going to pick three games. And okay. I want your expert opinion on those because three I'm games. Bat, because I'm going to bat them. Uh, yes, I want your <laughs> expert opinion. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. Um, I will say um, the Dolphins at the Bengals. Uh, if I'm picking straight up, I go Bengals. <laughs> and there was silence. No, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm writing and I'm thinking, and, and I apologize because it's terrible radio. I, I get that, but, um, <laughs> why so? Just because I think that the Dolphins, whenever the Dolphins play a lot of home games early in the year, they typically win them because. You and I both live in South Florida. We know the weather sucks. It's humid right now. It's hot as hell. They're used to it. All these teams coming in really aren't. You know, so they had, what, two home games? Let me ask, is there really a big issue, dude? You're you're, you're an NFL professional player. Hey, everybody, everybody complains when they have to go out and play in Denver. It's legit. It's one of those things. If you're if you are used to practicing at a certain temperature, certain elevation, and then you have to travel to some place that's a heck of a lot different. Yeah, I think I, I think it does play a part in it. Now, do some coaches, you know, handle it better than others? Yeah. I mean I would rather have Belichick as my coach dealing with stuff like that than then I mean I don't know. Well, the, look at it this way: the the coach from the Colts, after going for it on fourth down and overtime and almost field goal range for the for the other guys. Um, but I think you know the the Dolphins. I think just got lucky early. You know they played. I mean, how many times do you hear a team that their home is on the West Coast? Whenever they have to come and play a one o'clock game on the East Coast, they're lousy. All the time. Oakland came over two weeks ago and probably should have won the game. Let's not forget, week two it was the one and one Dolphins at the one one and zero New York Jets, and the Dolphins kind of handed it to the Jets, and we realize now, uh, surprise, surprise, the Jets kind of suck. Hmm. So. You know, I think, I mean, do I think the Dolphins are still good enough to challenge for a playoff spot? Sure. Do I think that they were a legitimate undefeated team last week? Eh, not really. And unfortunately, you know, it's, it's going to look kind of one-sided for me saying it, being a Patriots fan and everybody knowing it. I think the Patriots kind of showed everybody that, yeah, they're kind of a pretender right now. 
They're not, they're not legit. I mean, but you look at the Bengals. I, I honestly think that the, you know, probably the best team in that division with uh, the Ravens, Bengals, Steelers, and Browns is going to be, it's going to end up being the Ravens, I think. I, th- I think that, you know, as long as nobody gets hurt, I mean, the, they could do some serious damage in the playoffs. And they're, right now, the Ravens and Bengals are both 3-1. and one. Yes, I know that on the Thursday night game, the, the Bengals did kind of spank the Ravens a little bit at home. But the Bengals, to me, they, they start off really good, but then they fade late kind of the opposite of the Chargers, where the Chargers start off lousy, and then they're always that team, you know, knocking on the door for the last playoff spot at the end of the year. Yeah, fair enough. So so right now I think the Bengals are kind of hot. You know, that last last second victory in Atlanta last week, I think that's going to have that team up there, or just, uh, that crowd up there just rocking. And I, I fully expect to see the Bengals turn around and win that game too. Um, Jacksonville and KC. Well, I knew you were going to ask me that one. If if I had to pick it, well, I do have to pick it, but I, I would I would just say I I would go Kansas City for the only reason we we still haven't seen a good Blake Bortles two weeks in a row. Agreed. And that's the only reason. I mean, if he shows up, you know, like he did last week and like he did against the Patriots, I, I think that defense is pretty damn good, and they can slow down the Chiefs' offense. I just have very little faith in what Jacksonville can do on offense. Hmm. And last but not least, uh, these are – the Santos locks of the week. <laughs> <laughs> the Vikings and Eagles. How how's this become a lock of the week? This is one of the hardest games to pick. It's your lock of the week, brother. I don't really know how that how that works, but well, because I um, said so. <laughs> wow. I'm basically. I'm not sold on the Vikings, dude. I'm really not. The the problem is, is that on paper, the Vikings should be better than they were last year. You know, they upgraded at quarterback. The people on defense. Did they got Kirk Cousins? Is he got rid of? Is he better than who the heck was the guy that they got they got rid of? Do you know the quarterback? Case Keenum. Yeah, he's better than Case. In my opinion, he is. I would rather have him than Case Keenum running my team. Sam Bradford? No, Sam Bradford has already been benched out for the Arizona Cardinals. I don't know. I I look at this game, and I kind of just think that, you know, Minnesota got embarrassed two weeks ago at home, and then they had a really tough game on the road in in uh, Los Angeles to play the Rams. 
And I think they have a little bit of a revenge factor this game. You know, because they, I mean, they got embarrassed last year in that, uh, that NFC championship game. I mean, completely embarrassed. Carson Wentz still doesn't look like Carson Wentz from last year, midseason, before he got hurt. I, I'm going to say, if you're going to bet on this game, well, to start, I'm going to say, if you're, if you're thinking about betting on this game, don't. I, honestly, I, I, would, I would probably say that uh, somehow I think the Eagles win this game, but I don't feel confident at all that they win this game. Okay, then I'm going to give you like a little, like a like a softball, okay. so you can just smash it out. Um, because <laughs> I feel like this one is really really easy. The Rams at <laughs> Seattle. Stop right there, Rams. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I think we're going to have. You know what we're going to do. We are going to have a, you don't even know this, we are going to have a Santos sucks the money out of your wallet segment every week. Wow. That's kind of long. I think we need to simplify that a little bit. Um, Santos is a Hoover is going to be. <laughs> Eureka Santos. <laughs> I um yeah, I dude, I think the Rams are nasty. Yeah. I, do the Rams lose before um I don't even um Halloween before maybe Green Bay week Jesus Christ, one, two, three, four, five Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I mean, nine or ten. Holy smokes, man! I think they find a way to lose something that we don't really expect. You think? Uh, yeah, I mean it, it's inevitable. I don't. I don't really see anybody going undefeated anymore. I think that. You know, I think there is a lot of parity in the league, and that. In all honesty, that you know, that whole any given Sunday thing, I think that's more legit now than it was whenever they made that movie. Because, you know, you look it's like you never you never picked like the Patriots to lose back then. You know, like every time that they lost, it didn't matter to who or where, it was always kind of a shock. Now eh. You know, and I don't think that there's any team like that that you look at and you'd be surprised if they lost. I mean, would I be surprised this week if, you know, if either of those undefeated teams lost? No, not really. You know, can I see Jacksonville winning? I mean, of course. I think they they can if, like I said, a Bortles shows up, they can. You know, can the Seahawks win at home? You know, that we all know that that stadium is absolutely ridiculous with the crowd. They're in Seattle. I think that now I will say I think this is probably the one 
division game that the Rams have to play this year that they have a chance of losing. I think if they if they win this one, they probably go six and zero in division. And I think coming up, they have to they get to play the Eagles again. So that'll be that'll be a pretty good game too. But yeah, I mean, I I would be shocked if we get to you know stringing out the Christmas lights and one of these teams one of these teams is still undefeated. I just realized my birthday is on a Sunday. Oh, good for you. Well, because <laughs> there's football games. Yeah. Yeah. Can't beat that. Uh, I, all I care about, all I care about is New England being relevant, man. I, I don't necessarily care if we make the Super Bowl every year, but I don't want them to be the, like, like a laughing stock. I don't want them to, to, to be, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, irrelevant. No, not even irrelevant. New, New York, New York Jets like. <laughs> but fumble? No, no. Um, yeah. No, I just don't want them to to be, you know, middle of the pack. You know, I don't want them to be average. I, right. You know, right. I guess basically, so, basically, like in the hunt for the wild card is what you're what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't even. Yeah, I don't even care if we make the playoffs every year, but I just want them to be relevant. And I feel like, you know, this the the first four games the 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 team we put out there, the first four games is was garbage. It, it was. It was, and, and I keep telling everybody. I mean, there were people that were coming up to me just to kind of be assholes and saying, "Oh, of Brady's old. Brady's old. He sucks." He, like, have, did you see the guys that he's throwing to? <laughs> you know, after after that game in Detroit, somebody actually came up to me and did. You know how whenever they try to like make fun of somebody's arm, they have their elbow like tight up against their chest, and they make that throwing motion where it's all just like wrist. Like you said, that's what Brady looked like. And I said, did you watch the game, you idiot? Did you watch it? Every single time that they showed, you know, Brady throwing an interception against Detroit or there was an incomplete pass where he had to throw the ball away, they showed the three receivers that are out there, all three of which would not be a first or a second receiver on any other team in the league, mind you. They're, they're about as close to me. I mean, they're probably like within two feet of the defender. They had no breakaway. And guess what? If you can do man up on all three receivers, guess, guess how many people are on Gronkowski? All of the ones that aren't Russian Brady. He was being double and triple teamed. Of course Brady's not going to have anybody to throw the ball to. I mean, just look at the difference last week when, they, when Josh Gordon actually played. I mean, the guy can keep, his, keep himself together for this year because I think if he can, and, you know, barring any ridiculous injuries to anybody, I, I'm kind of excited to see what this offense throws out there tomorrow night. You know, Edelman coming back. Do I expect Edelman to be, you know, week 10, 
you know, when he played all all ten games in the preseason, Edelman? No, he probably won't get there until you know, you know, maybe until like the end of end of October, middle middle to end of October. You know, he has been he has been working out, you know, in his four weeks off, but you know, I expect him to to play a role, but he's not going to be. I, I would be shocked if he caught 10 passes tomorrow. But the thing is, he might not catch 10 passes, but he's going to have eyes on him. And if those eyes are on him, that's going to be less eyes on Gronkowski, less eyes on the other guys that are out there, giving Tom Brady more options to throw the ball to. And you need to give Tom Brady options that are actually legitimate and you know, a couple of steps away from a from a defender, nine times out of ten he's going to beat you. Heck, nine and a half times out of ten he's probably going to beat you. So, I, I just can't wait. I, I think that tomorrow I, I would be surprised if this game's close. And I and I hate saying that, but I just think if the Patriots don't blow out the Colts tomorrow. I think that the Patriots are in trouble. On whichever whichever side can't can't do it. If the defense just gives up a bunch of points and they win in a shootout like thirty-five to thirty, then I'm going to be a little a little you know skittish on the defense. If they end up winning seventeen to sixteen, then I think that the offense still just isn't there yet. But I, I kind of expect it to be like. Like thirty four to thirty four to fourteen or something like that is what I'm thinking. Really? Yeah. I just I just think that the Colts are a young team, they're kind of a mess right now. Their their best offensive weapon is banged up, probably won't play. If he does play, you know, how great can he possibly be? You got a quarterback that's kind of one dimensional, can't throw the ball, you know. 15, 20 yards down the field with a lot of accuracy. I, I just think that this is this is the best case scenario for the Patriots on a short week. Hmm. Don't so screw I it up, you... Bill. Don't screw it up. What's that? So don't screw it up, Bill. <laughs> no, MBB we trust, baby. MBB we trust. So oh, tell me. No, come on. I'm, you got to trust a, him, dude. He's taking us. As, as a coach, yes. As a general manager, he is terrible. Come on. He drafted Brady, dude. He's drafted some great players, man. He makes good moves. You know, as a whole, you know, one of these, one of these weeks, I would say maybe in a month, let's – break down or let's write down every single or at least let's figure out every single draft pick that um Belichick had and let's look at him. You know what? He swung and missed on some. But you know what, god damn it, he has fucking made Chad Jackson. Know, Chad Jackson. That's all I'm gonna say. Who's Chad Jackson? Exactly. He was a second-round wide-receiving pick. He missed. He he can't pick receivers to save his life. Okay. 
Okay. That's but and, he, and when you've and when you've got Brady, who like obviously you got Brady. We all think he's the best quarterback there ever has been. He's going to throw the ball. You think that once in a while you would hit on a freaking receiver? I'll tell you How what. How hard is it? He picks quarterbacks like nobody's business. Jimmy Garoppolo, Brissett. Um, um, you know he, he trades and makes moves and does things with those players that you know. Not many other general managers, coaches, um, executives can do, man. You know, I mean, he's six of one, half a dozen of the other. You know, he is so um, in control of his team and every aspect of his team that, you know, sometimes we forget how good he is. You know, I, I don't always agree with with his – um, draft picks and, and whatnot, but I mean, he makes great moves. You know, he, you know, he, well, the only move that I really kind of question is that Chandler Jones move, man. That's, you know, when Richard Seymour was my absolute favorite player, he moves him the next season. Seymour's a joke. He, you know, he's out of the league two years later. Right. Well, that Chandler Jones move really kind of backfired, unless he was a cancer in the in the locker room, you know, unless he's not buying into, um, you know, to the Patriot way, and you know, is I, I think ch- I think I think part of it with Chandler Jones was they had a lot of contracts coming up at the end of that season, and he just kind of got caught and, up in the and, mix. Correct. Yeah, he was he was basically the odd man out. I wish we we still had him. Well, yeah, me too. Me too, but that that race done been run, baby. <laughs> yeah, hashtag truth. But I, you know what, man? I I'm not as I, I'm going to say this, but it's I'm I'm just trying to be I'm not even trying to be funny. It's not even really what you believe. But I'm not as hateful on Belichick as you are. I know you don't hate him. I just know you are more skeptical than I am. You know, I mean, is that fair? Yeah, yeah. I, I and not, and not, not to any. Like I said, as a coach, I mean, there's nobody I would want as a coach more than him. It's just I don't, I don't really. I don't really understand a lot of the move or the, a lot of the trades and a lot of the moves that you know that you're praising him for. I um, I mean, I understand the Garoppolo one. You had to trade him because you know what do you, I mean? What are you going to do? Let him walk and not get anything for him because he was a free agent at the end of last year. You could have franchised him, but then he would be making more than Brady would be for this year. But I mean, I think I just think you know, in the in the draft, when they're consistently just trading back and trading back and trading back, and you have, I mean, let's face it, a lot of teams aren't going to win a whole lot of games right now with their backup quarterback. That's that's just not how it works. Yeah, but the but Patriots have but traded two of their backup quarterbacks uh, for good. But, but 
But what I'm saying, that's not my point. My point is when you have the draft and you pass on a lot of these quarterbacks that people are saying could be good and you're passing on, I mean, who was it, like Luke Falk? Um, was it Mason, Mason Rudolph? And, you know, the guy that I really wanted them to get just because I like saying his name, Kyle LaLetta. They had multiple times where they could take one of these quarterbacks and instead you just wait until the seventh round and pick one. It's almost like, it's almost like a fantasy league football draft. They waited till the last round to take a quarterback. Whereas in fantasy league, everybody waits until the last round to take a kicker. It's like, no, you're not going to let's, let's face it. You're not going to pick a quarterback 199th in the draft again and have them turn out to be Tom Brady, it's just not going to happen. And when, I agree. When you're pick, and, and when you're picking people in the second round and the third round that you're just like, do they need somebody at that position? You know, I'm thinking that would have been a good spot to take one of these three or four quarterbacks that people were saying, you know, could develop into a good quarterback. Because guess what? You have Brady. He's already said, I mean, you already know he's playing this year. You know, he, he'll probably play next year. You know, you don't need him right away. I just don't understand why you wouldn't just take one because, honestly, I've seen Brian Hoyer play before. Brian Hoyer ain't getting into the playoffs, people. I'm sorry. And guess what? If Brady goes down week 15 and they've already clinched a spot, Brian Hoyer ain't winning you a game in the playoffs. I would rather you take my your, chances. I would rather take mouth. my chances. I know. I feel I feel kind of crazy for even saying it. But I'm thinking take a young quarterback. If you're going to have three on your team anyway, take a young guy. You can still have him be the three. I mean, hell, I think the Dolphins have four quarterbacks on their roster. Why? I have no earthly idea. But they do. I was kind of shocked that Brock Osweiler was still one of them. But I just, I just think, you know, when you go through a whole draft, you get rid of Garoppolo because basically financially you have to. I, I just don't know why you would go into the season with, you know, one quarterback as a backup and then, I mean, let's face it, a lot of guys that are get picked in the seventh round, I'd say about 90% of them don't make the, don't make the roster. And that's what happened with uh, the name was Danny Etling. Didn't make the roster. He's on the practice squad. So he's still in town, but I, I just look at, I just, again, I look at it as, you know, that was a need. They had a chance to take it. I'm glad that they didn't take it with their second first round pick. You know, cause everybody was thinking Lamar Jackson. I'm really glad they didn't get him. Do you think that Belichick goes to sleep every night just, like, praying that Brady doesn't go down? I don't know if he does, but I sure as hell do. <laughs> I do, too. <laughs> I mean, because guess like, what? If, if Because if that happens, guess what? All the Patriot stuff goes back in the drawer. All the Celtic stuff comes out. That's it. 
can we can we call a spade a spade? If Brady goes down any time in this season um, for an extended period of time, he's done, right? I mean, he's retiring, right? I would I would imagine, and that's and that's even more of a reason why I'm kind of shocked they didn't get, you know, use one of their earlier picks on, you know, somebody that could, you know, at least, you know, if because let's put it this way, if that did happen this, this tomorrow, if, let's say it happens. Obviously, Hoyer's your guy the rest of the year. But then, you know, that elevates, you know, just because I wanted the Patriots to get him, I'm just going to put him on the team for the moment as my, you know, to support my little theory here. You have Kyle Lallette as your, as your other quarterback. You know, he could have been the backup. If the Patriots are getting completely blown out in games, you can bring him in and mop up time to get some, you know, on, you know in-game experience. And then maybe next year he could, you know, step up and be the and be the starter. I just look at it now. You know, if Brady goes down, it's the worst thing for this whole franchise, not just this year but going forward because he probably doesn't come back. And you really don't have anybody to be there next year. That's the problem. That's why I really just was pissed off at the fact that they did not draft a a decent potential rookie quarterback this year. I think they really just dropped the ball on that. I and agree with that, actually. And unfortunately, he's the one that makes the, he makes the choices. I know a lot of people were pissed off about Sony Michelle. They are really even more pissed off after the Detroit game. I like the kid. I think, you know, he didn't, he didn't do anything during preseason because in training camp because his knee was a little – you know, jacked up, had some fluid build up and what have you. Didn't play week one, didn't play. I don't know if he played week two, but if he did, it wasn't a whole heck of a lot. Was the featured back in week three. And I mean, we already saw that the the Patriots receivers couldn't get open. So they just gang up on the line and he couldn't go anywhere. But when you get the passing game going, he's going to have some holes to run through. And he's got that quick burst of speed. He can get through them. So I think, I think that was a good pick. I mean, hey, and then everybody else is on the freaking IR on that draft class. So it's Sony Michelle right now. That's it. Do you I think, think the pay- I think I think hold on real real quick. I think Jawan Bentley. I think he's a stud. Round, I think he was a second round pick out of he was a yeah. linebacker out of Purdue. He's going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. I was kind of disappointed that he he went down. I thought that he was a bright spot on the defense the first three weeks out of the year. Um, Isaiah Wynn, who was the first round, the, the first pick in the first round, like a guard tackle hybrid guy. I think he's, I think he's good too. The other guys, they're kind of just wait and see because they never really got on the field. So if you look at the first three picks, I, I'd say that they were, they were great. Unfortunately, like they, the two of them just got hurt, and that's just that's just part of part of the game. So. so- Patriots with um, Edelman this week. Uh, everybody's healthy. They cover the. I think it's ten and a half. I, I, I like I said. I would. I'm going to have concerns about whatever side of the ball doesn't blow this team, the blow the Colts out. So yeah, I would. If if I were betting a betting person, I would definitely lay the ten and a half. 
see, that's what I think too. Now, do you want to rethink your your? <laughs> no, no, I'm good. No, I, no, I, I think this week is a statement game for um, Brady for Belichick for yeah. um, Edelman. I mean, I, I think, I think it gets ugly quick. Yeah, this is, and... this is going to be one of those. This is going to be one of those typical like Patriots. Versus the world games, you know, they get their guy yeah. back off of the suspension. They're the, only game on. They're the only game on. You know, they got like like you said, the full complement of players. Everybody's they're at home. I just, I just think that they're going to come out. I mean, they might as well just walk out of the tunnels with their middle fingers up in the air. That's what the, that's what it's going to be. Go speaking go, middle go, fingers go. up in the air. Can we? <laughs> Can we talk about something real quick? Because I didn't even think about that, but this is kind of important, right? Um, before we go to shut up and listen, because I'm, Christ, it's already quarter after we're, ten. We're, we're, we're a little late. <laughs> yeah, we're a little late. We'll get back into our swing of things. Um, so the Earl Thomas injury last week for Seattle. Um, so he gets, you know, he has a, a contract coming up and. You know, he's not really – he wanted a contract from Seattle. They weren't going to give it to him. He wants to go to Dallas. Um, you know, there's just some contention there. And he yeah. gets injured. He breaks his uh, – what is it, his tibia? Um, he breaks yeah. a bone in his leg, his it's shin bone. his leg, yeah, yeah. Yep. So as he's getting carted off the field, he makes a gesture not to the other team or the opposing team, to his own team, the middle right. finger to his own team. Give me your opinion, Santos. Well, like like we were, I was saying earlier about contracts. Um, you know, football the contracts aren't guaranteed unless they have all that. You know, you see the contracts now; they'll tell you what the guaranteed amount is right off the bat. Um, a lot of times, what happens is that these players don't have this guaranteed money. And that's why they want to hold out. You know, like look at Le'Veon Bell. I mean, classic example. Running back, he wanted a contract extension last year, didn't get it, played anyway. This year he's sitting out until I think week seven or eight. He's going to report seven. back to the Steelers. Yeah, but they have a bye week. So it's not – so there's no game. But – and the reasoning for that is is because that they don't want to get hurt because that will diminish – you know, their free agency amount that they can get, you know, next season, whenever they become a free agent. So Earl Thomas, I guess, because of all of the pressure that he was facing, he didn't want to pay that, that weekly fine that I think Le'Veon Bell's paying what, like $825,000, so almost a million dollars a week for not playing. I don't know what Earl Thomas's was, but he, he just sat out the whole preseason and showed up week one. Um, I, I, I think that that's not a great way to show your displeasure over the situation, but I get it. I was going to say, I, I respect it because I would love to do that to my employer when they treat me poorly and, and his employer has treated him poorly. Right, but, but you know, I kind of look at it from both sides of the coin here. I, I see it that way, but then I also have it, I also look at it from the standpoint of you signed the contract initially. 
you know, you need to honor it. You know, the team has the, I mean, it's like, it's like in baseball, the club option, they have an option to, you know, give you an extension. And a lot of teams do that. But that to me just means that the Seahawks don't want to pay him next year what he thinks he, he's worth. And that's their right. Yeah, baseball, baseball contracts are guaranteed. Exactly. You know, so I look, it's either, it's either they sit out for the whole year and they don't get paid anything and they probably get fined. That's fine. But there's also something in the contract where if they sit out past, I think it's past week 11, that you don't get credit for this being a season on that contract. So if Le'Veon Bell, for example, sits out and he comes back week 13, this doesn't count as the last year of his contract. It doesn't count as being him playing this season. That's why he has to come back and play. Now, he can, he can come back. I think uh, James Harrison, who finished the year last year with the Patriots, and, but it was a, basically a, uh, a stealer, <clears throat> he, he basically said what Le'Veon Bell should do is come back, practice, you know, show that he still got it in practice, but then Saturday or Sunday morning say, oh, my, my ankle doesn't feel right. Because guess what? You don't play, you don't get hit, you don't get hurt. And then you can still cash in like nobody's business, you know, next year. That's disgusting it to is. me. It absolutely is. I mean, I would, I would have absolutely no respect for anybody that did that. That being said, you look at Earl Thomas – you know, he tried to do the right thing. He tried to come back and play for the team. He tried to put the whole contract thing aside, and he got burned. And in football, that's always a risk that all of these guys take when they go out on the field. So I kind of look at it as, you know, he took the risk. He could have sat out. He could have done the same thing that Le'Veon Bell did, but he didn't. Yeah, the team has the right to to, you know, work out an extension with him. Now, I don't know, I mean, I don't know the ins and outs of what goes on in the Seattle as far as the Seahawks and their contract situations with players. You know, they might have. They might have got together with his agent and tried to hammer something out. Or, or maybe they didn't. You know, maybe the number that he gave the Seahawks was more than the Seahawks wanted to, wanted to pay him. I don't know. But either way, does he have the right to feel like he did and flip off the whole, I mean, they were saying that it was directed at Pete Carroll. And then if that's the case, okay, whatever. Yeah. No, I mean, he's I, the GM he over there too, isn't he? I'm, I'm not entirely sure to be honest with you. I don't know if he is, you know, it's one of those things. I mean, you keep saying in Belichick, we trust. Well, guess what? Pete Carroll won them a Super Bowl and was one dumb call from away from getting him a second one. So, he's probably earned that same type of loyalty out there with the fans out there. So, I mean, it's one of those double, it's a double-sided coin. I kind of see it from Earl Thomas's side. You know, you're, 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 you're pissed off. I mean, you gave your, gave your life to this team. You made that defensive secondary, the Legion of Boom, what they are. You're one of the ones that put that team on the map. Yeah, but you last year. I know. Yeah, he left a Cam Chancellor. Over a contract dispute. So he should have saw it coming. So I I just kind of look at it as, I mean, A, you signed the contract. You can sit out. You didn't. You wanted to do the right thing, and you just got burned. 
Yeah, now, that's true. It's it's one of those deals. Yeah, you get upset. You probably probably does blame the team, but you know it's not like Pete Carroll was out there and took a cheap shot at his leg. I don't even think it was a cheap shot. I think it was just a an unfortunate injury. Yeah, it wasn't a cheap shot. It was a play. Just a no, play. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's supposed to play. Knocked him out for the season. And unfortunately for him, he gambled and uh, it didn't work. That's what it is. It's a gamble. He gambled on himself and it yeah, just didn't touché. work. Touche. Touche. So he can he can get upset at the. He can get upset at Pete Carroll. Flip him off. That's you know fine. You know it's it's the heat of the moment. You know you're gonna do what you're gonna do. But at the end of the day, I mean, the team has the right to not pay you. They have the right to not extend you. And I, th- I think that, that they were just exercising that right. That's all. I, <clears throat> I totally understand where um, Earl Thomas is coming from. I, I feel his pain. You know, I, I could feel, like, his anger. Like, he was so, like, like if you look at him as he's being carted off the field, and he's, you know, in that boot, and he looks over to – to his sideline and you know I, I I get it I guess um I probably <laughs> I I probably do the same thing he does you know he's so frustrated with that team that organization that that yeah. what what he feels that lack of um commitment I guess um he he fires off the middle finger and, you know, he has already expressed the interest to go to Dallas, right? Um, he has two interceptions against Dallas. He makes a gesture to Dallas, like, bows down, like, hey, come get me. You know, he, he yeah. tweeted something out like, um, you know, if I get cast to the side, um Dallas, come get me something like that. Whatever his message was, it was very pointed, very pointed as, you know, I want to be in, in, in Dallas. And, you know, I, I wonder how many of these players, you know, as you're playing along and, Hey dude, you know, you give the fucking elbow to the ribs and like, Hey bud, why don't you come play with us kind of thing. But, you know, is it as much as I hate it because, because if I was a fan of the Seahawks and one of my best defensive players is basically on record saying, you know, I want to go to a competitor, um, I, I'd be pissed off about it. But yeah. um, this whole thing with the middle finger and whatever, I, you know, I just, get it man i get his anger his frustration his his uh, angst i guess and i kind of feel bad for him man i as much as i don't want to as much as i hate that shit you know like you said you signed the fucking contract man sack up and you know fulfill your your contract i still feel bad for him well you can feel bad for him i mean that's that's all right I mean, nobody's faulting you for that. I, mean, I think I think everybody should feel bad for the guy. I mean, nobody wants to see any player get hurt and knocked out for the year. But 
I mean, that's just how the game is. I mean, it's, it happens. Um, you know, and unfortunately for him, you know, he was, he's not under contract for next year, you know, so he has, you know, I hate to say it, but right now he doesn't have a leg to stand on. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, no pun intended. No, no, not but at all. Dum, dum. But it's, anyway. it's, one of the, it's just one of those things, though. It's like, I mean, you feel bad for the guy because you don't want to see anybody get hurt. But it's, it's, it's one of those deals, like, it's not really anybody's fault. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't look at it as it's the Seahawks' fault that he got hurt, it's the, you know, that he's in that situation. So. On to... Sorry, I was just drinking. Um, I wish I I could play the the soundtrack, but I can't, man. I don't even have it. But um, shut up and listen, bitches. Um, we are way past the time. It's always at the ten o'clock hour, but we got caught up in conversation, man. Just like we knew we were gonna. You know, yeah. we haven't been on the the air since um, June twenty seventh. And we haven't missed a beat, man. It's like riding a bike, right? I mean, we, I know. Yeah, you know, we just, you know, we're back in it. <laughs> yeah, man. So, um, so let's. Uh, how about how about you just start? Um, it's ten thirty. Um, shut up and listen is very simple. Um, I tell you to shut up, and you listen. <laughs> That's what it is. That's yeah. I can't get any more simple than that. <laughs> I start. Here's my shut up and listen. Um, my shut up and listen is to you and I. Um, me more so than you. Um, we haven't been on the air since June 27th. Um, we should have, I should have sucked it up. I really just let my job get in the way of, like, generally my life. Um, I have two little boys. I have a very best friend um, on the other side of this microphone. And, you know, I have a wife and I, you know, I, I, I just let work consume me. So my shut up and listen is to London. London, you fat prick. Um, <laughs> work and generalities are not an excuse anymore. You will be on this radio every Wednesday night um, just bitching about something. So my shut up and listen is very simple. Um, June June 27th to um, October, we'll say, 3rd, not acceptable. Um, just running your donkey. That's my shut up and listen. <laughs> yeah, mine's not that simple. Because why would you ever expect it would be? No, and I, um, that's what mine, I love. Mine, mine. I actually gave you mine yesterday, I think, in a text message. But uh, my, my setup and listen this week, um, it would have been it would have been much better if we would have had a show last week. Because last wow. week I would have gone See, off that's on this why, issue, and then that's we why my setup and listen was London. You suck. Right. Right. Uh, my shut up and listen and bear with me is goes out to the WWE uh, resident goat, 
Daniel Bryan. <laughs> uh, and let me give you the backstory here real quick. Uh, two weeks ago on Monday Night Raw, his wife, Brie Bella, is in a match. And she's never really been a dynamite wrestler technician as it is. And he's, I mean, he's probably one of the best ones, if not the best one on the roster right now. And she's trying to do a lot of his moves, which take actual talent, which she does not have. She's trying to do, if you haven't seen them, they are called the yes kicks. And that's just repetitive kicks. The, the person receiving the kicks is on their knees and they just get kicked in the chest. Repeatedly. Uh, Daniel Bryan is absolutely excellent with them, and The Miz, because of their feud, does them too. And The Miz is, let's face it, The Miz is good at everything he does. So, Brie Bella gets up there to do them on, um, you know, innocent, lovely little Liv Morgan. And I think it's, it's what, like a series of what, like five or six kicks, London? Is that basically it? Six kicks, maybe? I don't even know if it was that many. I think as a whole, it's like five or six. But she gets the kick number three, and it's, it's one of those deals. And we all know that wrestling is scripted. A lot of the moves are fake. I think the knee, when you're kicking, uh, it's supposed to I'm sorry. To, a, uh, wait, 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 wait. Just stop. Just stop. I'm just sorry? stop. No interruptions. No interruptions on shut up and listen. <laughs> I think the kick actually, they, the person receiving the kicks – Puts their arms, puts their wrist, uh, hold, they hold their wrist, and do it with me here because you'll see what I'm doing. Grab, grab one of your wrists with your, other, with your hand and then kind of roll your shoulders forward so that your arms c- come out in front of you. And then you can see like the, you know, it's kind of like the tricep. That's what, that's what takes the, the blow of the kick. It's not your chest, but it's like your, the triceps of your arms as they're rolled in front. See, you, you learn something. Well, Brie Bella was obviously not paying attention or could not control the strikes of her kicks. She ends up hitting Liv Morgan like in the chin with this kick. Almost, I mean, it's not almost, it knocks Liv Morgan out. Brie Bella does not see or care, and she finishes with the last kick. And unfortunately, because Liv Morgan was, you know, knocked out, she's falling forward, and then she gets kicked, like, right in the face. And that just led Twitter and Facebook and Instagram to come up with all of this stuff about, you know, Brie Bella should just stick to the reality show. She should not be in the ring. She's, you know, obviously not good in the ring. She can't control her moves. She can't do this. She can't do that. And it's true. It's true. This is, this is why I've been anti-Bellas for years. They're not good in the ring. They're going to hurt somebody. Um. There's even a, something I thought was funny. They came out with something that said, oh, Brie Bella's new shirt, and it said botch mode on the front because she botches the moves. They even showed a move where she tried to do a suicide dive and almost killed herself. Um, 
Well, anyway, getting back to my shop and listening to Daniel Bryan, her husband. Daniel Bryan, who's like the the tree-hugging, shiny, happy, people-loving, hippie goat boy of wrestling, came out after seeing all of this negative comments about Brie Bella and said that his wife is being cyber-bullied by the fans. No, she's being – it's being pointed out that she's terrible. Somebody that makes millions – and loves the camera, because let's face it, they would not be there if they didn't love the camera and love the spotlight. They had to do a spinoff of Total Divas to Total Bellas. They love it. They get off on it. Don't give me she's being cyberbullied and doesn't like this, you know, this criticism or whatever. Cyberbullying, like I told you in that text message, London, that's like teenage kid that doesn't really fit in with any particular groups at school that gets made fun of on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and everything else. It's not Brie Bella getting made fun of because she is dangerous and reckless in a wrestling ring doing her job. See, let's, let's, I don't... Not, let's, not, let's not get things confused here. I understand he wants to stand up for his wife. I get it. That's that's what a husband is supposed to do, as long as she didn't kill somebody. But she almost did kill somebody. I just look at it as there's a way to say it without coming across like a whiny little bitch claiming cyberbullying. You know what? Instead of doing all of those reality shows, Brie Bella, get your ass in NXT and practice there. Work on it. That's what people want. If you're going to come back and you're going to try to be a part of things – Work on your craft. Your craft isn't reality TV. Your craft is wrestling. That's what got you to where you are. If you want to come back and do it, do it. Practice. Don't just watch Daniel Bryan videos and get out there and try to do the same thing that he does. That's not how it works. That's like, remember how they used to say before all the shows, don't try this at home? Let's be Brie Bella trying it at home. If you can't do the moves without you know without a risk of injuring somebody then you don't need to be doing that move i mean we've said that about suicide dives and um all of those like uh what the hell's the all the moon salt that charlotte does like if you can't do it without injuring anybody else or yourself then don't do it and that's just kind of what i look at instead of having instead of just you know trying to claim cyberbullying on his wife, you know, get in a ring and train with her on how to do it. Don't, and he, and he might be, but I guess my point is spend more time doing that so she can actually look like she belongs in a ring and that she's not just thrown out there because she's married to you. Her mom's married to one of the vice presidents and her sister's dating John Cena. Because let's face it, we all know that's probably not still anymore. going that's, that's still happening. That's not... <laughs> That's not not anymore. I, I don't. I don't buy it. So here's the thing: she didn't want to kick her in the breast. She's already come out and said, "I fucked up." Uh, and, and and this well, is so. Good. This is so weird to me because I'm defending Brie Bella, or Nikki Bella. I'm sorry. No, Brie. Who were they? Um. Brie Bella came out and said, already apologized and said, you know what? 
I know that Liv Morgan has um, breast implants, and I didn't want to kick her in the breasts. So I was trying to kick her in the chin, or I'm sorry, in the the upper <laughs> chest between the. What, what's that? So the mission accomplished. <laughs> She kicked her right in the forehead. Actually, she... Tr- yeah, the second time, because Liv Morgan was passed out and fallen forward. Yeah, no, she drilled her. Yeah. Like, when, when I saw it live, I was like, ooh. And then yeah. I was like, oh, maybe not. And then, but I saw Liv, like, slumped my, down. My, my point is, and you're right, if that's, if, if that's the case, you're trying to not kick... Hang on a second. You, you said you were done. Hang on a second. Now it's my turn. Okay. So she came out and admitted, I, I, I screwed up. I was not trying to kick her in the breast implants because I didn't want it to happen to her like it did Charlotte Flair, that one of them exploded, blah, fucking blah, whatever. So as she was doing that, you know, so you got to think, little Morgan is very tiny. So between her, her, her breast and her chin is small. Yeah. Well, Liv Morgan apparently put her chin down and looked down towards the, and that's when she hit her in the chin, the first one, and it stung her. And then she just went to kick again and hit her right square. Right square in the forehead. Ray just drilled her. Well, and it knocked that's, her out. That's, that's my point, though. That's my point. If you can't do the move correctly, and if it's because, you know, a lot of them have breast implants, then just don't do the damn move. That's my point. I mean, if, that, if that's what's preventing the move from okay. taking place properly, then don't do it. It's stupid that because Daniel Bryan does the move that she has to do it. No, you know what? I I guess I'm I guess I got on the wrong bandwagon for that because I I thought you were saying Brie Bella is shit and she doesn't deserve to do any move. She doesn't she doesn't she doesn't she's not really good in the ring. I'm gonna put it that way. Mm. Out of between between her and Nikki, Nikki is better in the ring than she is. And that's not saying a whole hell of a lot because I don't think Nikki's that great either. But I don't know what it is. I mean, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's because she's been away longer than Nikki has. You know, I I don't know what what the what the problem is. But I just I just think for what moves right. that Brie Bella what, from what moves Brie Bella was doing before, they were you know subpar at best. All right. You don't need, you don't need to be like I said. Daniel Bryan is probably one of the best technical guys that there is in there today. I trust, I mean, I would trust him to do any of those moves to, to me with her to hell. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Yeah. Dude, and it's, we got 15 fucking minutes to talk about life. Um, Anything. You know, we, can, we can talk about these ridiculous wrestling pay-per-views that aren't pay-per-views that are in Australia. That's exactly what I'm looking for, man. But here's the thing. We got 15 fucking minutes. We, we haven't been on the air since June 
and you know, it, it's like riding a bike. Yeah, we we need to oil a couple of things, but yeah, it's it's been right riding a bike. <laughs> um. So, well, I don't even know where to start with WWE, bro. Do we start past, previous, or present? <laughs> I, I just say go present. I mean, we've already missed everything else. So what's what's the point of looking backwards? Yeah, no, I agree. All I right. Just, I, I would just like to say I think that a couple of months ago, whenever we were told about this all women's pay per view, it seemed like a great, genuine idea. But then whenever you come out a couple of weeks later and say, oh, guess what? They're going back to Saudi Arabia again, and the women can't go. Ah, I see why now they're doing it. You can't trick me, Vince McMahon and Stephanie McMahon, because the women are not going to be able to go to Saudi Arabia again. Oh, but look, we already have this all-women's pay-per-view. They're, they're, it's, that's a, Wait, that's a, why that's can't a the women go to Saudi Arabia? That's part of the Saudi Arabian law. They weren't there last time. They didn't go last time, and everybody was pissed that the WWE would take the money from Saudi Arabia and not take the women with them. None of them went last time. Really? But they're, get, but they're getting a boatload of money again this time around. But they came out a month before they announced they were going to Saudi Arabia and told us about all oh, the all women's pay per view. I don't remember that they didn't have women there. No, that... they did not have it. Because really? I remember last time. I remember last time between matches they showed something about like an, an upcoming pay per view, and they actually had a. And Sasha Banks was in the promo, and they had to publicly apologize to everybody there about having, you know, a women a woman not wearing much of clothes on that preview for something that was coming up. Really? That's, that's, that's part of the, their laws. They can't, they, the women have to, you know, be clothed and they can't go to, they, I don't even think women were allowed to go to the event. It's that, that's just how it is there. That's, that's part of the laws and customs. Hmm. Why the fuck does the WWE go there? Because they're getting paid a shitload of money. That's basically why. They're selling out. But there was so there was so much uprising before about the women not being able to go. You know, so that's why they kind of threw everybody the bone here of, oh well they get their own pay per view. But they did they're smart. They did that before they came out and announced that they were going back to Saudi Arabia. But it's one of those things, like, you're looking back on it now, you can kind of see why they did it. It's not because they want to have the women have their own pay-per-view. They just, want it, they just want the people not to bitch about them not being able to go to Saudi Arabia again, so they can always say, well, look, look over, you know, don't look at what I'm holding in my right hand. Look over here at my left hand, because over here on my left hand, the women have their own pay-per-view. It's like, that's just insulting to me. As somebody who has, you know, since day one, whenever Charlotte, Becky Lynch, and Sasha Banks came up from NXT, I'll never forget that episode of, I think it was Monday Night Raw. It was great. It, it was absolutely great. 
you know, I've been a big proponent of, you know, how, just how great the women's wrestling had been since that day. And now it's kind of gone back to where it was. It's re- there's really not much to it that I'm kind of like, oh, awesome. This women's match is coming up. Even like I, even like I mentioned yesterday during SmackDown, Asuka, oh boy. How far has she fallen since losing at WrestleMania to Charlotte? I mean, she's not even really relevant. Whenever you have to be the tag team partner for Naomi against the Iconics, that's not a good look. That's, that's really fallen down off the mountain fast. Hmm. I mean, unfortunately, the best women's thing you got going is Becky Lynch and Charlotte. Other than that, I mean, none of it is really impressive. Even Ronda Rousey, that, that's, it's not really, doesn't really do it. I mean, it, do, it does initially, but whenever you have her, whenever the, the, the marquee match for her at this thing in Australia is going to be her and the Bella Twins against the Riot Squad, I mean, I'm sorry, the Riot Squad has more in-ring talent, if you ask me. Store. They don't, they don't have... Store is really easy. Dude, so what the hell are you doing? Shut up and listen to you. Pay attention and stop playing around on your phone. I, I'm not playing around on my phone. <laughs> what the hell is that? What was what? <laughs> your Jedi mind tricks did not work on me. I I really don't know what you're talking about. There was like some advertisement just popped up and came through the speaker. Oh, I have anyway, no idea. Oh, okay. I didn't but hear anyways, it. Well, I, it came through on mine somehow. I don't know what the heck that was. I don't hear anything, bro, other than you. Well, okay. Uh, anyways, I, I just... You know, I don't. I don't even get excited about you know the Riot Squad versus um, Rousey and the Bellas. I and mean, who cares? Again, going back to my prior comment, I don't think the Bellas are relevant in wrestling. They're relevant, in, they're relevant on the reality show, but they're not relevant in wrestling anymore. Sorry. Well, you. I mean, you got to know that um, Nikki Bella is gonna challenge Ronda Rousey eventually, right? For the uh um at that always pay per view. That's you know, that's what I've been seeing and that's another thing about social media that just drives me nuts. Wrestling is already really predictable. Just stop putting out leaks about what what's gonna happen. You know, just just stop. I mean I guess I should, you know, kind of blame myself because I'm the one that's sitting here. I was just going to say you don't have to look at them, right? I know, I know. But it's like I, I don't know, it's just just it's stupid. I, I and I just think if if that does happen, there are so many other people that deserve a shot against Ronda Rousey other than Nikki Bella. To me, that's kind of like Charlotte being out with an injury and then coming back and getting a title shot. Nikki Bella has done nothing in wrestling for, I mean, how long has she been gone? At least a year or two. No, like a, like a year. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, I, I, you're right. I mean, she's been gone for a while. I'm not saying a year or two, but I'll give her, I'll give her ten months. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, then you know, I just, I just don't think she needs to come back and get a title shot right away. Just because she's Nikki Bella, and I mean, I think, and I think for that women's pay per view, and I've said this to you before, and I still believe it. Announcing like the day after, because they, they announced this back in. I, I want to say it was like a week after SummerSlam they announced. It was like, what, the, maybe the like the middle of August they announced this pay-per-view, the all-women's one, and it's not until like the end of this, end of this month. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like they, that's right, yeah. And I, I think it really hurt them and, and handcuffed them a little bit to come right out the next day and say, oh, well, we're going to have Trish Stratus against Alexa Bliss. I, I just think well, that they, Alexa, can, they can they can use Alexa Bliss Alexa's injured. Well, that's fine. And that, you know that, that that that's that's fine. If she's injured, that's that's you know whatever. But I think you kind of just handcuff storylines whenever you make that announcement way back then. That can be your that can be your plan. I agree with that, that. Can be the, that can be the goal. But don't you know because guess what? I mean, what happens if you know? Let's say Nikki Bella gets hurt. Then I agree what? with that. You're just going to throw like Alicia Fox in there because she's the only one yeah. that probably doesn't have any, have anybody to fight against. <laughs> That's exactly a great point, dude. Because you know they absolutely just um, solidified the the Alexa Bliss versus um, what Trish Stratus, right? Trish, Stratus. Trish yeah. Trish Stratus. Jesus. Correct. Um, and Bliss is hurt. She hasn't been on. T- she's been on TV, but she hasn't been in the ring. No, so, yeah, right. is she is she going to be healthy? Is she going to you know work? Is she going to what? But I, I I totally understand where you're coming from with the whole Bella and you know all this pomp and stir- circumstance. Really, you know, let's let's just have um, matches and let's, let's just work angles and this, that, and the other. I don't want to just see you shake your ass and come in the ring and, you know, come and go, man. I, you know, I want to see regular wrestling weekly. Um, let's do work, I guess. I, yeah. I guess that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I I'm with you. I, it's, and that's one of the things that just really bugged me about the Bellas for years is that they really, they really weren't great in you know in ring workers, but they were just given everything. They were given titles. They were given, you know, high profile things. And they and I just don't think that they actually deserved it. But the problem is, is that at that time, the all the women were kind of the same. Well, at the time that the Bellas were the the end all be all, I guess um, there was nobody else, right? I mean, exactly the right. Bellas were, you know, five six years ago, pre um, pre Charlotte, pre Alexa Bliss, pre Nia Jax, pre all of these incredible uh, women. So. 
How, how dare you forget the current Raw SmackDown champion, Becky Lynch? Exactly. You, and I'm how sorry. Dare you not, You're how right. dare you not include her? She should have been, should have been first on that list. <laughs> You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, Man, I you know, I I don't even know if I'm mad, if I'm angry, if I'm like, you know, melancholy. I don't know what I am over the WWE right now because it's just all one and the same to me, dude. Yeah, I I'll go back and I know I said this going back to the last time we were on the air. I I think that cutting down the one pay per view a month. It's not. It's not good. I think that gives them more time to focus on certain stories, and then to fill time and to, to have people just go to the matches. You'll get you'll get stupid matches like like Bobby Roode and Chad Gable against the the Ascension. You know, stop giving me those. I mean, there's. I mean, Bobby Roode. For Christ's sakes, the guy came in. You know, world champion before he was the NXT champion. He came in. He was the what? I mean, he was what? Like the U.S. champion for like a minute and a half, and now he's like just not even relevant. You don't even get to see his his I walk out agree. to the ring. You don't get to see anything with the guy. It's like they agree. The problem the problem with only one pay per view is you don't get to showcase a lot of the, uh, the extra talent that you have on the roster. And since you can't do that, you can't develop them to make a push. So it's always going to be the same guys. And that's, and to me, that's the problem. That's always going to be the problem. And I thought that they were able to handle that a little bit better with, you know, the raw specific and SmackDown specific pay-per-views each month. And now that they just have one, and that kind of, you know, kind of limits what uh, what they're able to show, what they're able to do, and you know, in the pay per view itself, and leading up to it. I, dude, I totally understand. Listen, we are running up against the the end. Yeah, we got I mean, like forty seconds left. That's pretty darn amazing. Dude, we we did it. We we're back, brother. I know, man. That's that's good. That's exciting. Listen, we will be back next week, this same exact time. Well, actually, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to 11 Eastern Standard Time. We'll have some music. We'll have some bumpers. We'll have some real kind of talk. Um, Mr. Stamps, it's good to talk again, brother. It's It's been real, homie. It's been real. I'll talk to you next week. Until we meet again next week. I'm London. He's Santos. Good night. See ya.